with Gilmore, the way I kind of think about Gilmore is he's, he's an amazing blues player just going through a very large echo unit. And, <laughs> but does it Yeah, take that, Dave. Well, you know? Um, just, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> Kia ora listeners, welcome to another episode of Music, Movies and Madness. For two weeks in a row, we have another special episode for you all. Um, and this one I've titled Prog or Not, with a big question mark. Um, for long-time listeners, this should come as no surprise, as Prog has been talked about so many times. So here we've got it, a Prog special um, in Joining the usual crew of Martin, David, and myself, we've got another regular listener and friend of the show. Um, welcome to the show, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Thank you. G'day, g'day. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, welcome. Good evening, David, Ian, and Martin. Evening. Hi, Glenn. G'day, mate. Thanks. Thanks, Ian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're I, I gotta rat. say, this is gonna be a t- uh, this, this is gonna go either one of two ways. I think this show because mm-hmm. prog, um, I think you either love it or hate it. Well, That's I my view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if there's a middle ground on it. We'll find yeah. out. Let's find out. It's an intriguing one. So, Ollie, um, again, you've been a long time listener, first time caller, I suspect. <laughs> How have you found uh, the show so far? <laughs> oh no, first time caller, not first time listener. <laughs> first time listener, first time caller. Yeah. And one job. <laughs> it's, even, it's even worse. He's never listened to the show. I have no idea what you guys are on about. First oh. time listener, first time caller. Never do we. Oh no. Okay. All right. Well, go on to my second question. How did you become so nerdy enough to join us? this evening with a prognosis. Well, I'm an acquaintance of uh, Ian. So Ian and I live in the wonderful Alcura in Taranaki. And uh, mm-hmm. and I probably became associated with Ian probably first as a barber. And um, when I sat down and cut my hair, he, uh, we had a few uh, few yarns about music. And before long, we were uh, stroking up a, a few uh, good stories. So that's how my connection with Ian comes. And Ian, I said to Ian, well, actually, Ian, let me know these. He's got this uh, podcast going, and I thought, well, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a bit of a muso. I've had a little bit of relationship here locally with most FM, done a few shows here and mm. with a colleague of mine oh, nice. and a friend of mine here in New Plymouth. So uh, we've kind of had a bit of experience with most FM here, which I'm sure you're all aware of. And then uh, oh. you know, I was talking. I said, uh, I think you need a, a need a guest. I'm happy to come on. And of course, the only topic of any note is prog. And uh, 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 he said, well, we can't arrange that. Oh, I tried, to, I tried to get the Queen, but she went and died. Yeah. And lo and behold, <laughs> I get a message saying you're doing a prog show. So, hey, uh, hallelujah, here we are. So um, I, t- I was just saying earlier on, before we got started, you know, the question, you said it's a big question. I don't think it is a question whatsoever. Once you're a, a prog head, you know, you really are quite entrenched in prog. There's no question that it's not a not an option as a great music lover. So, it does um, seem that in my research this week for this episode, listeners, I have had a look at that and you know there was that i put up a picture on our um facebook page of um keith emerson wrestling a um a keyboard and the keyboard yeah. had fallen on top of him and he needed roadies to get him out yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because like um like, about the year 30 years, 1983 was that a year that you guys were referencing early on is a is a 1983 is that correct uh, we have we done 83 i think I think oh, we did 82. Gosh, that was a big one. But 83, yeah, I don't think we yeah. have. Not yet. Yeah. 
I love Daddy Tone. Because I was 16 in 1983, and I, I kind of remember Frog kind of come to my attention with my older brother, who's a, is another muso, and he used to be kind of into mm-hmm. um, things like you know Rush and Pink mm-hmm. Floyd and early Genesis and even Deep Purple. And, of course, yes, you know, we're one of the better, you know, prog bands back in the 1980s. But mm-hmm. I guess after 83, 84, 85, you know, sort of prog didn't become very – it sort of lost a lot of favour. You know, those sort of uh, psychedelic bands started to come into – into uh into into their own and prog sort of fell away a bit mm-hmm. so i guess it had its heyday in the 70s prog but right. i think now it's sort of in its third generation i think it's uh better than ever yeah. um yeah, so yeah we talk more about my favorite bands but yeah that's kind of for my how i kind of got into prog nice one because then there's this whole thing of neo prog and people yeah, calling it is it prog is yeah. it neo prog oh and there's then, a electro prog there's all sorts of prog yeah, Basically, yeah. let's be let's be fair. This is a night where we can talk genres and how bonkers they are. Um, off they the are scales, off the scales, batshit bat crazy. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I reckon. So, mm, right, very... let's go prog or not. Right, um, this episode tonight will give us a chance to discuss what is prog, identify it if we like it or not, and this sounds like school. This sounds like school. I know. I know, but it is interesting. Um, I found it very school-like. Um, have you got a favourite prog song or album? You can share that, and then we'll play prog or not, where I can list a number of artists, and you tell me if it's prog or not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be interesting. Oh, <laughs> oh. That's that's got to add to that list as well. Right. Oh, good. In fact, that'll be a lot of fun, actually. You, yeah, yeah, I think that's what we'll all do. We'll just throw yeah. a band there and see if it's prog or not. All right, let's go. What is prog? Okay, so I looked it up. The definition in the dictionary, the Oxford Dictionary, describes it as a style of rock music popular, especially in the 70s, and characterized by classical influences, the use of musical instruments, and lengthy compositions. Right. And as you said, Ollie, it peaked in the 70s, and... um, the Moody Blues um, recorded what considered to be the first prog one with called Days of Future Past. Days of mm. Future Past, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So what what do you guys think? You, what's your definition of what does prog mean to you guys? I'll go on. I'll drop in on it. What is prog? What is prog? What is prog? Yeah. Um, I guess... Um, Typically, it's, well, oh, sorry, not typically, but quite often, it's based around a conceptual idea yeah, um, or a theme. Um, so if you think of something like, um, uh, even going back, you know, we talked about Blues there, but even something like the Beatles, right? A lot of people actually consider something like Sgt. Pepper as like the first prog album as well. Mm. That's, that's been up there, been messages, been put in that idea. The idea of like something like for the benefit of Mr. Kite and, and that B-side, it, it gets a bit kind of like circusy and a bit carnival-y and stuff, you know. There's, there's you know, that's one group of thinking about it anyway. But um, I guess what is prog is best described for me as being something that is experimental. Um, or, um, yeah, it just goes in new directions, things that you're not expecting. Yes, you know, there's a lot of cliche involved with it as well, absolutely. You know, there are rules to prog. Absolutely, there are rules to progressive rock. Is I, there? I, yeah. Is there? 
Yeah. Oh, I like did not know. Dogs have to be over eight. You obviously years. didn't research this deep enough. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> if you are, if you are a prop, for for example, if you are a prop keyboardist and you have more than three keyboards on stage, it is obligatory that you wear a wizard's cape. That is one of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a cool rule. A wizard's a cape. Oh, no. yeah. um, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there's um, there are subgenres, you know, but then there are in, in all kinds of music nowadays. You know, if you, if you think about it, you know, everything's been sort of broken down and categorized into smaller and smaller and smaller definitions of, of like what it actually is. You know, even down to think. I was, I was listening to no, synthwave music. I guess the synthwave music is like harking back to like 80s video games and that, that kind of 80s mm. synth sound, right? And that's become its own genre. And within that genre now, and, and that's a small genre, you know, that's something that's got a small little tight index thing in, in like the middle of, you know. And now that's got subgenres. There's things like VHS genre where <laughs> they take a synth, uh, a synth track and then make it sound like it's being played from a VHS cassette from like 1983. So, <laughs> you know, things get really, really specific in terms of genres now. Um, mm. But yeah, just overall, it's um, it's a combination of, uh, it tends to be quite kind of romantic, and I don't mean that in terms of lovey-dovey, I mean that in terms of thematic and um, expressive music. Over the top. Yes. Mm. There's a lot of over-the-topness to it, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, Martin. I think you're right. I think, you know, there's a, definitely a thematic approach to prog, but also there seems to be like often kind of a story associated to it, like a like some sort of concept, like, you know, like a concept album is, is quite relevant around prog. So you'll hear um, bands like, obviously, um, Marillion will do Brave, and Brave is a concept album, but it's it's a story of a, you know, of a, of a runaway child. And, and, you know, so that's kind of, you know, it's not, it doesn't fall into your mainstream genre of a three-minute song. It, it it kind of um yeah it has it has other um elements that give i guess an audience a picture of a story and as, as you were saying like a theme or a or a topic but it's often based on a um yeah some sort of i don't know real life story or some other connected um element so yeah i that's how i see prog too just kind of what you were saying man and it, it's linked to other genres as well. It definitely borrows from other genres. You mentioned about classical influence. Yeah, definitely. But it borrows a lot from jazz, you know, if you think about it, like that improvisational kind of style of playing um, and sort of going around, around the band, so everybody gets their own little section rather than it all being necessarily all at the same time. Yes, um, that, 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 that was something that came through really clear, that, that really close connection to jazz mm. where all the players got to seem in that theme got to really show off their talents of, you know, um, people who can obviously play really well. Um, And that was something that came through um, quite clearly as well. Mm, Well, from my perspective. Virtuosity, yeah, totally. Yeah, the way I I define it is I think of the, uh, I think of the studio, like a prog studio. If you were to go into the studio and record something, right? And what you might find in, in a prog studio. So I think you would find things like um, rain sticks, didgeridoos, theremins, hurdy-gurdies, sort of basically all those kind of instruments. And, uh, you know, nobody sort of knows what the fuck's going on or how to play it. It just kind yeah. of goes and <laughs> it's experimental. 
it's completely experimental. Yeah. I think that's the key word with prog. Yeah. It's a yeah. fusion. And so, it's songs it's and prog experiment. build, don't they, Ian? Yeah. The songs yeah, and well, prog, they kind of build, they kind of yeah. escalate to a kind of a, a point where they kind of like move up into something yeah. quite heavy and then they can peer back to something yeah. quite quiet. They often start quite quiet or quite slow and they build. That's quite a, a um, an element of prog. Mm. So like you listen to Thriller mm. and you listen to a song, when you listen to prog, this is just my thoughts, but when you listen to prog, you listen, you go on a journey. The musical it's not journey. really, yeah, it's the not musical really. musical journey, yeah. Yeah, with all those weird sounding things. <laughs> I think, well, that's I think it's fair to say that, that prog albums generally have the best, the coolest album covers as well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. They always have the good art, sci-fi artwork, you know, and spaceships. Yeah, you got to be, you got to be like, super like, nerdy to play it. Like David's <laughs> background looks very exactly cool. like David's well background. Done, yeah, which is actually like an amount. I think I'm correct in saying that's like an amount. of like lots of different cover out cover yeah. art, from like heaps of yeah. albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done, Dave. Took me ages. Took me ages. You've got a Salvador Dali, yeah. So yeah. I think, what about you, I think, I think what about play, you David? What about me? What, um, I yeah, think, what's your key? So I think, I think it's defined, defined by elements. So I, I agree with the whole thematic approach and, and, and having a concept um, that drives it. But I think, you know, from a you know, technically, you've got elements of jazz and, and classical, and you've got interesting time signatures, changes of key going on um quite often there's songs within a song so you could find that you've got a piece that's say 15 minutes long and it feels like there's four or five different songs all within there and somehow they're kind of looped together so um during you know it's been an interesting week looking at some of these songs because what i've been doing i'm not sure about you guys but i've been looking at i've been thinking of songs that i really like that kind of fit some of those descriptions tick some of those boxes uh, and, and, and I've been just doing the old Google, you know, going, oh, is this a prog song? And, and obviously, uh, as soon as you get on there and do that, you realize that there are hundreds and thousands of other people doing the same thing, asking the same <laughs> question. Things like, if it's got a, if it's got a uh, hooky chorus that's repeated throughout the song, it's probably not prog. It ain't prog. <laughs> yeah. That's a common. That's a that's a very technical, very technical way of 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 basically going, you know, hitting the dump button and going, that ain't prog because it, it it's too hooky and too catchy, and the chorus repeats itself four times before the end of the song, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, or, or Dave, if you hear it on the radio, it's not prog. So, <laughs> totally. So here's one for you, Alan Parsons Project, Eye in the Sky. Yeah. Not prog. It's a not radio prog. song, but it's a prog yeah. band. Rubbish. Oh, yeah. They're not prog. Yes, had their one hit, didn't they? Was it? That Alan Parsons are about as prog as Pink Floyd. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yes, had yes had one hit in the eighties too. What was that? Owner of a Lonely Heart. Lonely Heart. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which was a good song. Who was it produced by? And who who sang on it? Bob Dylan. Oh, 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 ever present Trevor Horn. Oh, clever Trevor Horn. Clever Trevor Horn. I think probably yeah, Russian yeah. Genesis were a better um, exponents of prog in that era. I think Rush mm. particularly. They, were, they, I think Pink Floyd and um, um, and yes were great, but yeah, I don't think um, I think Genesis particularly they were 
the early the early work was definitely strongly based on prog. Yeah. Now this was interesting. David's point was really cool because I've looked at it and went, oh, what's this stuff? I listen to a lot of interesting music. And then it's like, oh, what's the difference between prog and art rock? And most of my stuff seemed to fall within the art rock definition. Um, you know, they're obviously close cousins. Um, both have sort of art rock emphasizes more avant-garde, experimental influences and novel sonic structure, while progressive was characterized by, say, more emphasis on classically trained instrument technique, content, literary content, and symphonic features. Is that like to- um, Muddy Waters and stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, but oh. yeah, it says here that, you know, compared to prog, art rock is more challenging, noisy, and unconventional, mm. and less classically influenced and more mm. emphasis on the old avant-garde. So yeah. for me, I look at that and I go, shit, so many of my favorite bands are more art rock than prog, same, but closely related. Seems to yeah, be more so accessible. I would say, yep. yeah, I would say going back to, you know, we'll talk about the debate around his Pink Floyd prog later, but I, I sort of saw that as definitely sort of art rock and the same stuff with Pepper and a whole bunch mm. of it. So it was yeah, more, yeah, I was sort of drawn to that definition more than the other. Yeah, it was quite interesting. Sorry, that was nerding out big time. Mm. <laughs> well, that new wave stuff took over, didn't it, really, in the 80s? Um, and that kind of where Pog started to become uncool. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was replaced what came next. It was disco, punk, disco, punk, new wave. Like, well, I guess what the question um, is, is, is where is it progressing to, right? Well, what's the, what's the progression? I mean, Prog, that's what it means, isn't it? So, uh, you know, it's got to go somewhere and do something, I guess. Um, um, yeah. And, you know, some people debate whether or not it was a dead end at worst an embarrassment as someone described it or mm. a warning to future cool music to musical generations don't get carried away and yet when i've looked at it prog seems to be as big as ever now yeah, it's not a dead end at all the new no, prog's no. amazing no there's so many so many bands out there doing prog totally. it's good to see more women involved in prog now because i think mm. it was but, i was going to say yeah that that's one of the big, big changes. Mm. yeah um, name a one like... prog band uh, yes, I do have one listed actually. One moment, please. Uh, a female prog yes. band. <laughs> yeah. A renaissance. What's a a renaissance. Oh, a renaissance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's starting to actually catch up. And it seems like the whole metal thing almost picked up from where prog left off and continued it on with the whole metal, metal mm. prog, which is huge, especially in Scandinavia. And the amount of Norwegians that seem to go on the, you know, the metal prog, man. That's epic. Oh, they love prog. Scandinavia loves prog. Yeah, absolutely fully. Hey, Ian, I was just wondering, too, your point about progression. I think if you look at a band that's been in prog since the 80s right through to currently still going, you'll see the progression of their music. And obviously mm-hmm. the one my favourite band in the world is Marillion. And Marillion started in 1983 with Script of a Justice Tear. And you know, today they are still going, you know. Um, and mm. you know, just to listen to the multitude on a 25 plus you know albums released over that period of time, there's you'll see progression there and yeah, you'll see yeah. how, how it's morphed into quite a different sound. It's much more, it's clear, it's crisper, it's more, um, it's, it's got a lot of um, the tunes, the tunes are there and the riffs are there, but it's not as um, it's not poppy and, and that, but there's certainly 
um, taken a, taken in a the turn music. for the better. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting. It, it's an interesting genre. Eh? It's not it, just like metal or classical or. It's a real interesting. Is it, is, genre. It, is it fair to say that this is music that is for other musicians? I think you will find a large. Music. If you go to a prog gig, I think you'll probably find that like fifty percent of the people there are, are, are wannabe or you yeah. know, yeah, some kind of musician, be it a, bed, a bedroom noodler to to someone who's actually playing in a band. Yeah, oh. I think that that's a big big part of it. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and, and you, you said about female members in bands, but if you go to a prog gig, you know, you're going to see it's probably like a good 90% male in the audience as well. Yeah, the ones I've been to, Martin, you're right. They are very male dominated and particularly sort of um, sort of 30 to 50 year kind of uh, sort of age group tend to be the, the audience. Yeah, I probably, it's fair to say, I'd probably fit into that demographic now. <laughs> yeah. It's only just, only just, bro. To play that sort of stuff that you're hearing, you do have to have a brain the size of a watermelon. It's, pre- <laughs> it's, it's pretty hard. It's hard music, man. It's a it, genre. It, look, it's, from it's a not three chords. From a novice <laughs> perspective, it sounds immensely complicated. Totally. Yeah, it you know, reminds Glenn, me of metal. You've often yeah. said, Glenn, that Pink Floyd aren't prog because they're not yes, good enough. Yes, I do. I agree. But we're talking Dave Gilmore and Roger Waters. He, he, he I know ain't. They're, I know they're, they're not up there with those prog players, man. But they're still pretty. I would say they're definitely art rock, but they're Outliers. definitely not good. At, they're not good enough compared to some of those prog players that I've heard. You know, those guys yeah. are wizards. With Gilmore, the way I kind of think about Gilmore is he's, he's an amazing blues player just going through a very large echo unit. And, <laughs> but does it you take that, well, Dave. You know? Um, <laughs> hope he's not listening. <laughs> yeah. and, and in comparison, he's not fast. He no, no, absolutely not. No, you know, he's, he, make, he makes it work with that whole tone thing that he does, but he ain't yeah. fast. Whereas a lot so of those, the echo units for so you can go, he, lot, he goes dunk, 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 and the echo unit goes dunk, 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 that's not prog. It's a good. That's a song. Slow, okay. Slowly. All right. What's it? It's a slow dance. It's a roll. It's a roll. Dream state. Probably going to a dream state. You close your eyes. What's the difference between EDM and prog then? There is none. There is that ball. That's interesting. All right. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, so let's let's go to the most interesting parts. Um, so, so many fans and musicians still obviously love this. Um, so the next question, which is what Ollie was asking before with the big question mark, is do you like it or do you love it or do you loathe it? Well, for me, yeah. it's my comfort zone. It's my, if I can tip in first, it's my comfort zone. I go to it, um, you know, when I want to reflect on good musicality, I guess. 
as you were saying, Ian, you know, there's such this, the talent, the guitar and the drumming, the it's it's just and and it's not over in a in a, in a hit, you know, you can you know, it goes mm. along and along. I often listen to prog with headphones on at night in the dark and just kind of as I'm dozing <laughs> off, I just find it quite therapeutic. Nice. Like that, you know? Yeah, nice. That's kind man. of my take, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, what it's designed for, I think, a lot of it. You know? It's that's 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 the journey it takes you on. That's what it's written for, you know, a lot of that stuff, I think. Mm. Yeah, we talked about the idea of it being um over overblown and, and large and, and all the rest of it, right? And yeah, you know, it is. It is. But on the on the whole, there is a some level of restraint. There are exceptions, you know, yes. In the 70s, released an album called Scenes from Topographic Oceans, which was a triple album of, of some of the most boring music ever. Um, and I quite, Rick quite like that keyboard, album. <laughs> Rick Wakeman, the keyboard player, hated it so much when it came to playing it live that he used to actually sit on stage with a curry or a takeaway and actually eat the takeaway while he was playing it because he was that bored. So I would wait till after the gig, he'd actually have his, his uh, vindaloo on stage mid-gig. <laughs> Oh dear, that sounds horrible. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, you know, there are some horrific, horrific prog albums. Don't get me wrong. Just like there isn't any style of music, you know. There's yeah. some great blues albums. There's some pretty crap ones too. But it's just the way it goes, you know. Um, you've got to have, um, you know, you can't polish a turd. <laughs> Something else, but, else I, I, <laughs> I love, I love prog music. I, I've always had a soft spot for it, and. More so than art rock, I I'm definitely a progger because mm. um, because it a lot of it confuses me musically. So if, like instead of playing like being a player player, instead of just like doing the normal wedding shit that I do all the time, mm. um, it, it 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 adds an element of um, like you know confusion and like oh where's it going and what how do i keep my foot tapping to that and what's going on with that and can i tap on the car steering wheel in time with a snare drum no i'm losing it because i and i find that quite exciting so i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a definite progger but it's got to be the right album i just don't listen to all prog yeah i find my bands i like and i and i love them yeah totally love them yeah totally agree. What about you, David? Me, I'm kind of on the edge of prog. So like you, I kind of did, did a bit of research and realized most of what I like in this sphere is art rock or psychedelic rock. Uh. Um, psychedelic rock typically before 1970 um, and uh, art rock towards um, from the mid 70s onwards. Um, and but for, for similar reasons, what you described, Ian. So I like the, I like the fact that you think you've got the groove and then suddenly it's snuck up on you and you don't. And it's like, mm. what happened there? It's, um, but for me, it's a, um, the indulgence part is where I kind of lose the will to live a little bit with prog. So anything that's going sort of over 10 minutes, I start to shut down. And go, there is a line where you yeah. overindulge and you're like, yeah. this is now geek territory. Yeah, so, you lost me. Yeah. 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 So um. I, I kind of like the, the shorter version, anything under 10 minutes kind of works well in my world. And, um, and yeah, I think it's more art rock um, in terms of the more recent stuff. Or like I said, psychedelic rock. Um, I, I tend to really like, and it's again, it's on the it's on the cusp 
but it's not prog. Nice. All right. Let's let's play some prog. Now, rules with playing prog. If we play their whole song, we may <laughs> never this could be the longest episode ever. It'll be a we week. May not, a week we long. may not we may not finish before midnight. So what I'm suggesting is yep, play some of your snippets for your favorite bits. Um, might be a way to go. Um, so first up, who who would like to go first on our prog journey? We should get our guests on first. Mark. Good on you. Sounds good. Ollie. Yeah. Ollie, go first, mate. Well, okay. Would it go old, old school or new school? Eh? Let's go new school. I let's... have no idea. Yeah. Okay, let's play. go new school. I'm actually going to um, uh, give you a snippet of um, a New Zealand prog band. I don't know if you know it. A band called Outside In. Um, Auckland Auckland band. So I'm going to cool. play a bit of that because I'm very, very keen on local putting a bit of local flavour into it. So let's see if we can play a bit of outside in. This is a song called Running. And what's wrong with that? That's modern. That's yeah, new prog. Layers, man. Layers. Don't you yeah. love it when you hear a song and there's a wall of noise like that and they start stripping away the layers and then you go, mm-hmm. oh, shit, there's a whole lot of electronica underneath. There's a whole yeah. lot of other stuff going on. And it's like, it's brilliant, isn't it? Great vocalist too. Yeah. yeah. Really cool yeah. vocalist, yeah. You say they're from nice. Auckland, Ollie? Auckland, yeah. Aucklanders, yeah. I mean, you can't, you, you, can't, yeah, you can't help that, but the, on the music <laughs> side of things, they sound fantastic. They do, don't might they? Have, might have to check those guys out a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So one of my, one of my local um, um, faves, um, I, I've got others, obviously, um, recent prog bands that I'm, I'm sort of follow a lot. Particularly, um, if we get a time, I'll pay you a bit of Stephen Wilson because Porcupine Tree. Oh, oh yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. And he's known as, in current terms, he's called the king of prog, Stephen Wilson, and, mm. and rightly so. So if I get a chance, I might pay you with a porcupine tree. But, um, yeah, I'll start off with a bit of New Zealand flavour. Nice. Yeah. That sounds great. All right, Martin, what have you got for us, mate? Oh, well, I'm going to take us way back. This is, um, I'm going to give us some 70s classic prog. Um, so I'm going with uh, Yes. A yes track. Yes. I promise it's not the full thing. Um, uh, and there, okay, so we talked about the reasons why we like prog. For me, one of the reasons why I like prog is I find it really inspirational. I think it's great. It, you know, so often, with, with especially with rock music, which is the kind of music that I really like, the keyboardist is always kind of buried. It's always almost like a backing instrument. So mm. for it to be used as a lead instrument within a piece of music, for me personally, as, as a keyboard player, I find that really, really inspiring. Um, so yeah, this is this is um, a little segment from from a track called Roundabout, um, and um, it basically just kind of really shows like you know that idea of, of a keyboard really cutting through. And this is Rick Wakeman playing the keyboards on this. Um, you know, there's a few kind of uh, you know you mentioned Keith Emerson earlier, um, Tony Banks and Genesis. Um, mm-hmm. 
and, and people like John Lord as well from like Deep Purple, and I'm not, not strictly a prog band, more of a rock band, but really using the, the keyboard as like a lead instrument to kind of like mm-hmm. really go up against the, um, the, the guitars really. So yeah, this is a, a little section from Roundabout. Where did it go? Well, I thought we were keeping them short. So I was. Oh, that's real short. (laughs) I'm being really disciplined tonight. (laughs) Mine are like mine are that short too. Otherwise, we'll be here all week. What he didn't tell you, Glenn, he's got 45 tracks lined up. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys actually review an album, or did you just pick songs? Um, (laughs) I've got a, I've got a bit of an, I've picked um an album, albumy thing. yeah, so I'll come to that a bit later. Yeah, what about you got, Wizard? Well, I've Wizard just done Ian. an album. I haven't just got right. a load of songs. I've just reviewed an album. Oh, cool. All right. All right. So, go David, have you got songs? I have got songs. Yeah, whack them away, man. This one's a bit different, fellas. So this one, this one's, um, this comes back to my psychedelic sort of comment before. Who's heard of uh, the band Henry Cow? No. Um, from the late 60s. Henry Cow. Um <laughs> This song's called War, came out in that 74, 75. It's only short, but it's brought, what I like about this, it's very proggy in the sense that it has, um, it's, it's heavily jazz inspired. Um, the Wikipedia page tells you that it has a fixed eighth note pulse with bars of uneven meters and a vocal melody that hovers around the fifth scale degree, which ends each alternate line with the tonic. Now, You'll 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 uh, totally get, you'll totally get that when you hear it, right? You'll go, ah, yeah, that's what he was talking about. Um, the chorus changes briefly to lines on, yeah, it goes off. So it's got a very strange time signature. It's it's weird, um, but it's progressive. It's massively progressive. And um, I'm going to play a little bit of this. I'm going to play a, a follow up track that was released six years later by a completely different artist. Um, and I think you'll see the inspiration that came through on this this track we'll see um a little bit of an experiment i guess let's see so let me just cue this up are you getting experimental on us mr chan proggy on us this is war by how the actual track's only two minutes 28 so it completely doesn't even fit the length of an intro for a prog song but um yeah have a listen see what you think Against 
positions with guns, fertilized and egg with stone. She batted with her heart. All right, fellas. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> that's, that's bonkersly fun. It's, it's, like, no, no, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. No, I know. I'm not finished. So, so I, think, I look at that. So Henry Cow wrote that, uh, that, put that out in about 74, right. 75. It's called War. It's about um, humanity's obsession with war. Uh, quite poignant at this point in time. I think you'll agree. This, uh-huh. when I heard that, this song came to my mind. And Ian, you can block your ears if you like. I, totally I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, mate. I was already there. I see the people working and see it working for them. And still I want to join in. But then I find it happy. <laughs> are your ears bleeding, Ian? Are your ears bleeding? <laughs> so that That's came cool. As soon as I heard that, I thought, that sounds like an earlier, you know, it sounds like Kate Bush six years earlier. <laughs> she <laughs> is listed on Google as a prog artist. Yeah, she is. Yeah, so I read that. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. Along with a whole lot of other randoms, and you're like, really? Yeah, it's it's art rock. It's I don't know like if I Bjork. Sound a bit like Bjork. Bjork. Oh yes. Yes. Bjork is amazing. She's um she's pretty spooky and awesome to listen to. Every album's a treat and it's I mean those kind of those kind of musicians, could they be classed as vocal prog? Probably. Because yeah. they took it mm. experimented to a different it's level. It's funny because that first one you, you played us with the leprechaun woman on it. Um it, it reminded me of a prog track, which is there's a band called Focus, and they have a song called Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Like yodeling going through it. <laughs> oh, no. Yodeling. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that um, sounds hilariously. It's, 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 you, yeah, you, just in that same way, it's just like, it's it's absolutely avant-garde, you know. I mean, that's yes. how it is. avant-garde music. I don't necessarily describe that as progressive. Mm. But, that's, yeah. But, yeah. Fabulous. Focus the band. Focus, focus. So, okay, well, I know. Yeah, I should probably hold this for later. Mars, the Mars Volta. What was it? Mars. Mm. They called the Mars yeah, Volta. Mars they were the prog or not? Because I've heard some wacky stuff like that yeah. one that for David first played. Yeah. And um, yeah, that that reminded me of Mars Volta. Well, that well, that totally. Let's talk about that in the prog or not bit because yeah. that's a that's a rabbit hole. We could definitely yeah. go down there. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do feel that because they played two. See, I only played one, and I feel a bit shortchanged now. So I, I want to play we'll my play, second. Play another one. Go for it. Go yeah. for it. So I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's a little bit of Genesis as well. Um, early Genesis, um, and this is called "In the Cage," and this is the keyboard solo from that song.
So Tony Banks, who played that solo, he's a master at, at combining different time signatures. For listeners who don't know what a time signature is, it's basically how many beats make up one, one individual bar of the music. And most pop songs or rock songs we listen to have four beats in the bar. So it's actually one, two, three, four. Um, some of the, the Genesis tracks, there's one called Firth of Fifth. And mm, the mm. intro for that track, if you look at the sheet music for that, every single bar is a different time signature pretty much. Um, and it goes from, from two, four, two beats in a bar, at one point up to 15 beats in a bar. Um, and pretty much everything. Is that Phil Collins? Is that Phil Collins on drums for yeah, that? It is. It's, it's, yeah. it's, um, it, awesome. it's an epic, epic, epic track. Um, and, um, yeah. How does your brain make sense of that? So whenever you, so it, it's a track that I've tried to learn and I'm, I'm foul at it dismally. Um, but what the way that you do that, when you get up to a time signature that's that big, like 15, you have to break it down into sub things. So instead of counting it as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 15, 15, you would probably do it as like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six. You'd find ways to kind of subdivide it up in order to mm. be able to actually count that out. Um, but yeah, technically, you know, just on another level, really, just way, way in advance of, of most players. If yeah. you do Even. it, yeah, if you do it long enough and hard enough, you will reach E equals MC squared. And then, my friend, it's all over. Because <laughs> <laughs> it will pickle you. That's, that's, that's what it does. That's what it, it pickles your brain. You'll be able to see through time, Ian. There is no time. <laughs> Relative. <laughs> time, time signature. It's all parallel, man. Oh. <laughs> it's the vibe. Oh, hilarious. So what have, what have you got? Was it Ian? Well, I've got an album review. Should I just review my album? Yeah. Because that's all, I've, that's all I can give you, really. I, I had a really, really good day. And uh, I looked at the Google list and I thought, oh, yeah, there's heaps that I recognized. And um, I, I chose something that I'd never heard of. And I, had, I went sifted through a lot of rubbish. And then I found this one, and I absolutely fell in love with these guys. It just re-sparked my prog kind of interest. It was really good. And uh, I chose a band called the Osric Testicles. Sorry, Tentacles. The Osric... <laughs> spell, spelling mistake. And the Osric... Um, I was cooking while I was writing. I the Osric Tentacles, you heard of them? Yes. No. A great, great, great space rock kind of band. Very <laughs> psychedelic. Um, but brilliant. Brilliant musicians. And, and yeah, you know, um, some weird combinations of instruments and stuff going on as well, yeah. It's, it was brilliant. It really was brilliant. I, I don't use that word lightly. Um, but, yeah, what, an, what a, uh, I've written down here, what an amazing journey. Uh, for me anyway. So a little bit about the band, the UK from Somerset. Uh, and when I was listening to it, I only realised after about the fifth track, there's no singing. So they're, <laughs> yeah, they're an instrumental, they're an instrumental prog band. And um, so, yeah, not only are they amazing at playing, but they don't sing. Uh, the band was formed in 1983 
with uh, two brothers, Ed Wynn and Rolly Wynn. And I think they're, they're like the perfect description of a, of a prog band, really, because as a whole, because they got together after jamming for six hours. Because <laughs> who does that? And that was at the Stonehenge Free Festival. So they formed the band at the Stonehenge after a six-hour jam. Oh, God. <laughs> I think that's just the best place in the whole universe to start a band would be the Stonehenge. So, <laughs> totally. Planets were in alignment. I've also got visions of their stage show and they make that mistake like on um, Spinal Tap, the little teeny Stonehenge ah. <laughs> Oh, Too much. But listen, now, now, now I've got your attention. You have. The Osric the Tentacles, they were never signed to a, a label uh, and you're just going to love these guys. You're going to fall in love with these guys. In the early days... The fans would actually send them because they had nothing out. The fans would send them blank cassettes, and the band would fill the cassette with whatever they wanted. <laughs> well, each one, each one in, individual, like in, on a, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, tailored. So it was yeah. like a mail order thing. You're starting to like them, eh? You're starting to like them. So they, uh, what they did is they did a lot of uh, sponta- spontaneous sort of stuff, free, gl- free gigs. They were big at Glastonbury. Um, in 85, they had so many requests that they actually uh, released an official cassette tape was all done on four track reel to reel and this is just amazing when you hear this stuff it's just amazing i think anyway um so yeah i mean who does all that right uh 1989 they started their own record label dovetail which they then released their very first album which is the album i'm reviewing which is called pungent effulgent effulgent i don't know Pungent, effulgent, but if you put in Osric tentacles, you, you, it'll come up with it anyway. Not effluent. Not effluent. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I've got here is I've got the first track I'm going to review for you guys. is called uh, Ayurvedism. You're struggling, Ayurvedism. Aren't you, with the old English part of this. It's, why did they have to make everything so big and bloody difficult? So Until yeah, this you is the find out they're Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh shit, it's a different language. <laughs> different. We're written in Byro as well. <laughs> so here's a, a little snippet of uh, Ayurvedism, and I've come in at six minutes. It's a 19 minute song, but I come in at six oh, six God. minutes, and you're going to hear this is not your average, you know, sh- shitty prog. You guys are going to like this. Are you ready? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go. Okay, some some super tasty grooves coming your way. Love the bass. 
Yeah, well, this is this is the whole thing. The first six minutes is all over the. It's full on rock, and then they switch to this really recognisable reggae signature and mm. and sound, and it and then it jumps back into some really sort of goblin like airy fairy. Mm. Oh, these guys are amazing! Yeah, so that was the first song I chose. Uh, the second song I chose was. Um, a song, this I can pronounce this one, it's called Kick Muck. All right, Kick Muck. And my little notes I've written here hold on to your balls, you're about to be blown away. Like the like, bass like, groove is amazing. Oh, I told so you'd like them. So fast. I mean, that that is, and again, you know, let's not forget that we are reviewing 1989. That song could be used in a movie that's brought out last week. Some pulp, mm -hmm. funky, you know, nasty, dirty movie. You know, that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, so for me, the yeah, totally, man. Mm. So for me, the Osric... It should be. <laughs> should be. The Osric uh, Tentacles is the band. And for me, uh, they are just really experimental. I've put to the max here. Solid bass, good time signatures with not too much overkill. It's still listenable. So, yeah, um, go and check that album out. Really good album. Wouldn't be asleep, though, would it, uh, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be sleeping. You might put you in a coma for a brain bleed or something. <laughs> oh, there's some slow stuff on there. Don't worry about it. Go and check it out. The album's called, I can't remember what I said, but it's that. So you go and check that out. Pungent something. Pungent. <laughs> Pungent effluent. Pungent eggplant. Yeah. The pungent eggplant. <laughs> the eggplant. Well, I'm not sure how to follow that up, but I'll I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, have you guys heard of a band called Wax Fang? Nope. Oh, oh no, wow. Well, hey. Yes. All right. Now I found this band uh, back in 2015. Um, they're from the United States, I think Kentucky, um, and they put an album called out called The Astronaut, and the first track is about 17 minutes long, so I think it makes it into that whole proggy thing. has a concept of an, an astronaut who's in space, left his family, gets sucked into an event horizon, goes through that, and that sort of musical of going through an event horizon, getting 
and change, meeting an alien sort of thing, and then wanting to come back to Earth and coming back to Earth altered. Um, and he meets his family sort of again. But, you know, if that's not sort of proggy, I don't quite know what is. But so I'm going to play a couple of snippets off the first one, which is called Wonderfully the Astronaut Part One. And there's also a part two, obviously. <laughs> too. So here's a, here's a bit of wax fang. Um, bring that up now for you. Big sludgy grooves and stuff like that, and then go you know, big themes. Down the wormhole. Down the wormhole. That's right. Mm -hmm. Heading, and it builds up this tension. Tension is building. Closer and closer. But all hell breaking loose. Coming out of the wormhole. Sounds like a Marvel Marvel movie. Well, I don't know what it is really. Just when you think it ended, it didn't. It's still a little bit more to go. <laughs> So, and is that 1989? No, that was 19, oh. uh, 2014. Right, okay. I was so, going to say, that sounds so futuristic. Yeah. I couldn't even tell what instrument it was in, 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 in doing that solo in the middle for like the first like 10 bars or so of it. And it's a saxophone, right? But it's yeah. like going through, going through Dave Gilmore's sound. <laughs> it's like crazy. Yeah. Now I don't actually realize it was a saxophone. Took me a while to work it out, man. Yeah. So I don't actually know if that's um prog or not. Um, I don't know, but for whatever reason, it just hooked me in and I was taken on this journey. As you say, it's a musical journey. And I I I freaking love that song because of it's that big build-up. Um and I think it's the drums that just sort of stellar all the way through the old that song and then the rest of the album slightly bonkers as well, but hey, you know what? Put it on headphones; it'll blow. Feels like it's blowing your brains out. That would be um, a that would sound mega live. Damn, I, I think so too. And um, I yeah, 
uh, I don't know if I'll ever get wax fang over here, but you know, um, I highly recommend it. Um, I definitely check it out, even if it's just for that first track. I think it's fabulous. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's wax fang and the astronaut. Brilliant. Um, Mark, do you want to um, lead us off with another one, another round? Yeah, sure. No worries. Um, it might be with if you did something just before mention drums in um, their comment. It might have been you, Martin. I thought I might play a little bit of the Pineapple Thief, and this is probably one of my favourite songs from Pineapple Thief called White Mist. And if you know anything about drummers, Gavin Harrison is the the maestro. Nice fills. Yeah. One up soon. Drummer's gig, isn't it? Maestro, <laughs> yeah. That's a really good example. I'm going to geek yeah, out with so you guys now. Little, uh, snippet for my next one. I'm going to play a little bit of um, uh, Porcupine Free, and because I've mentioned before uh, Stephen Wilson, and uh, he is just an absolute master. And just while I speak about um, Stephen Wilson, I also mentioned uh, another offshoot band he did called Blackfields. Have you heard of Blackfields? Where he's geared out with a guy called Avon. Uh, Avon, um, what's his name? Um, even from Tel Aviv, and those two guys um, together have made a band called Blackfields. They could have come out and do some work every now and again. So, yeah, one to look up if you're into uh, Stephen Wilson. Check out Blackfields as well. That's me. Fabulous. Now, opening up to the rest of the crew, anything else you want to play before we play Pro or Not? I've actually got, like, genuine questions. Like, I'm, I'm actually looking for help. Okay. You're, looking for, you're looking for answers, man. I'm looking for answers. I'm looking for searching help. for answers. I need help. All right. You're well, on the means, Dave. You're on the know. Beach, mate. <laughs> well, the good news is this 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 forum will help you with that, David. So Actually, I'm glad you've be opened up with your feelings. This, it's already answered a lot of questions because based on the shit I've heard so far, a lot of the stuff I'm listening to ain't prog. <laughs> yeah. 
But I'll still, right. ask, I'll still ask the question, especially around the origins of Prog. All right. Martin, did you want to play anything more? Yeah, okay. So I've got a couple then. Uh, uh, prog or not? Let, let's, let's play the game, right? All right. So my, the first one I've got is um, from the band The Stranglers, who, you know, were, by most mm -hmm. definition, a punk band. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, this is, this is a track by The Stranglers you might know. And it goes like this. Texture like sun Lays me down With my mind she runs Throughout the night No need to fight Never a frown With golden brown So is that the Stranglers? Totally! Yeah. I don't, I've never heard that before Where have you oh. been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, golden brown by the Stranglers Um Wow. In, a, in a very, very odd time signature. Um, it sounds proggy. It sounds proggy. Well, for me, I know. See, for me, it's more um, psychedelic than prog. Yeah, I'm thinking neoclassical, psycho, semantic, prog slash not. So I'm yeah. going to get not. Martin. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> with. I'm that's with Oliver. Whatever he said. <laughs> what? Whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Very good. So, oh, there's been a lot of it's more like kind of Beatlesy tuny kind to me, you know. If yeah, you get yeah, a well, Beatles on that, there's a bit of well, so I think it's the harpsichordy Strawberry thing, Fields, right? yeah, yeah, that whole. Yeah. But yeah, odd, really odd time um, mm. on that song. Mm. Um, next one, I think there's been quite a few um, heated debates about whether this band is prog or not down at the uh, down at the Wizard Pubs. Um, so, um, this is Muse. Um, I was going to ask, are they <laughs> prog? Yeah, and this is called Knights of Cydonia. that song eh? <laughs> and I, I i reckon it's not prog i think it's i agree like, i don't believe the music i think prog, but... I, I think they remind me of queen sort of quite bombastic and over the top and that is sort of bohemian rhapsody sort of style how about um how about a little bit of this Yeah. yeah. Big debate, big debate whether they are or not. Yeah, I mean, they could be, yeah, yeah. could be borderline there, eh? Yeah. I've never seen the most. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty experimental. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jeez. I think you'll find prog lovers do like Radiohead. I'm a big mm. Radiohead fan. I think that's probably because it has that really strong, as you're saying, that mm. um, kind of um, experimental flavor. Yeah. yeah. What else would you What else would you call them? Art yeah. rock. Art rock. Yeah. rock. Yeah, at rock. I think elbow and elbow in the same vein, Glenn. I think elbow yeah. in the same vein as Radiohead, like that. Mm. already like elbow, but they're not really proggy. That they're kind of on that fringe as well. Yeah, I agree. Mm. All All right. Right. I, I, I have one more. <laughs> okay. Abba, prog or not? No. 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 Disco. And they just go. I'm going to try and prove you wrong. Yeah. So. Abba, Abba did an instrumental track on one of the albums called Intermezzo Number One. <laughs> and it uh, sounds like this. This is Abba, believe it or not. So I totally recommend, I totally believe that Benny and Bjorn, Closet Wizards. Absolutely. <laughs> Here you go. Good <laughs> I think, I think the man with the beard had had some mushrooms and <laughs> taken himself off to a room and started to dabble on the prog side with that's his wizard cape. Yeah, I think that, that oh. sauna was way too hot. <laughs> There's oh. some prog going on there. How about, how about this band? Like the panning drums. Let's know it. Grunge prog. <laughs> That's a bit of tool. Oh, uh, tool. Oh. Oh, letter lyris or something oh, or rather, which sort of, yeah, is, is what are where do they fit? Yeah, so, the thrash, thrash, thrash. There's definitely an art rock thing going on, um, mm -hmm. a bit of a progressive thing. They what makes them really interesting is their drummer is again like just so far ahead of everybody else. So he actually does those. He actually plays a polyrhythm, plays two time signatures at the same time. How the hell is that even possible? Um, yeah. Um, he's doing like four with, with on the snare and stuff, but he's doing like seven on the hi-hats or something crazy. It's, it's absolutely nuts. I actually had a student once came to me and wanted to learn that piece. <laughs> and um, I just get out, just leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't come back. Uh, there are yeah. certain times in a teacher's lifetime where you just gotta say get fucked and that's one of them <laughs> yeah 
All got? right. All right, friends. <laughs> I got one for you. Now, this one, this one. Um, so what's interesting, right, is a band need not be prog to have a prog song, right? I think this, and just looking online, this is probably the closest this band got to prog, um, in my opinion. See if you agree or not. <laughs> Prog or not? No. I mean, I, I love early prog. The Beach Boys, don't get me wrong, but uh... <laughs> at least you didn't say Kate Bush. <laughs> Listen, what, what I want to know is what I, what I want to know is this is how fine is that line between psychedelic and prog? Yeah, I agree. It's such a fine line, right? I mean, it does sound a bit try hard, though, eh? Like, if you want to be, mm. it's too try hard prog for me. It's, yeah. It sounds yeah, almost like they're trying to give it a crack, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, right. a, there's a lot of that, right? So, um, uh, that said, I know that that track, and, and especially the Abbey Road album, that B side of Abbey Road, yeah, huge influence on the likes of Phil Collins as, as a drummer. Um, you know, he often cites like Ringo as like a major, major influence in terms well, of the, the way that okay. that album plays. I, I agree. If it was uh, Ringo playing on it, you know. <laughs> I, I saw people arguing that. Um, while my guitar gently weeps was more prog than what I just played. No. Because of the guitar mm. virtuoso by Eric Clapton. Psychedelic. Interesting, me. eh? Yeah. There's Not a prog. whole debate about this whole thing, about what, what songs the Beatles did that could have been uh, considered early prog. Um, mm. From from Happiness is a Warm Gun through to that one I just played, She's So Heavy. Um, well, my guitar, I, I just, I just think you need to spend less time on the dark web because <laughs> I, I, would, I would never consider the Beatles as prog ever. No, I've no, got no, a song, like I said, I've... songs, not not the band, songs. Yeah, mm -hmm. songs. Mm -hmm. I've got a, I've got a song for you. Here we go. See if you can, see if you can work out the band and would you class this as prog? Sounds folk. They're folk prog. Mm. Any idea on the band? Close guys. No, Close it's actually a, a Nash. No, it's actually a band called Magna Carta. Yeah. Oh, of course it is. My bad. I played with that guy once. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I did. He's the biggest asshole I've ever met. You mentioned <laughs> that uh, on an earlier episode. Thank you. Yes, He's still an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nothing's but, changing. Yeah, the, cl the class is prog, and I don't really class really? that as a prog song. Not at all. How long's a song? Sometimes you got to look. You got to look at the whole. That's why well, it's, you got to look at the whole thing, right? 
Like how long is well, that you, song, Ian? Oh, that that one's about uh, so three four minutes, just under. Lord of Ages was a big album that they had, but yeah, I don't know. Interesting when you start dipping into. Okay, so here's a question for you guys: Can us can a band be a prog band if all of their songs are under five minutes? Say say they've got yes. lots and lots of albums. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I think you'll find oh, it actually yeah. with some of the yeah. more, more modern prog bands um, have, have kind of absolutely kind of condensed songs down mm. into short, shorter run times. It's, it's, there's not many bands out there now that do like a 45 minute song. Mm. <laughs> but, you know. Um, and, yet, and yet, you know, Martin, the format suits it, right? So back in the days when prog was big, the LP was 25 minutes, 22 minutes per side or whatever. Mm. Right. They were limited. CDs came along. You had seventy-five minutes, right, of of, of space. Um, and now you've got unlimited. <laughs> you could just mm. fucking go four-hour progress forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ollie, favorite Marillion album and why? Oh goodness me. Um, where do you I go start? Fish and, the great, the How do you choose great, between like Fish and Hogarth? That's like two separate bands. <laughs> Look, you know, I'm a Hogarth all the way, I'm sorry. Um, however, Fish, I'm, I love Fish's early stuff, particularly the first three albums are fantastic. But greatest album, um, oh, goodness me. I'm probably... Season's end. I'll find a track, track from Less Is More. What year is this album, mate? Early 90s. Oh, uh, yep. And you'll notice this is a good example of this if you want to get a really good vision of this too, check out the uh, live Breaking up there, mate. I saw Marillion once live um, in London. I saw them play at the Hammersmith Apollo and they, um, it was their Brave Tour. So they basically just, they played the album start to finish. So there was no breaks. Every song 
bleeded into the next. Yeah. And it was probably the best concert I've ever been to. And ever since then, you know, um, you always thought Marillion were going to kind of fade somewhere else and into the oblivion, but they've always maintained a, you know, just reinventing mm. themselves. They're kind yeah. of one of the first bands also that uh, did crowdfunding for their, for their albums. So they never really committed to a to an agent or to a label they kind of promoted themselves so what they did is they went and kind of via the internet would would sell their album get the funds for the album before they actually made it or released it and they were one of the first bands to actually initiate that so because they got such huge crowd um fan support and they also run these things called conventions so every kind of couple of years they'll have these big weekend gigs my brother um, who's a massive Marillion fan. He's been to three of them around the world. We basically just, they just have this weekend where they have a few kind of associated bands that come along, but they play in these, you know, different parts of the world. And they also do that one, the cruise, prog cruise type thing where they, they have a have a cruise ship and they have these bands. <laughs> they all come and they, the whole gig is a cruise. Oh, that really sounds immense. Those that's, as well. Sounds what, what, sorry, what, what do you do on a prog cruise? What, yeah. what happens on a prog cruise? The best band in the world. But hey, I'm completely biased. <laughs> on a prog cruise, you no, literally go on board and they have all of these bands and play like a gig yeah. on the cruise. So you, yeah. you go away for yeah. like a week, a weekend, basically, three days yeah. on the boat. But, but 24-hour prog. Like, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Right. My missus wants to go on a cruise. I might prog. take her on one of those. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we, 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 it's got a particular name. It's not, not called prog something, but it's called oh, cruise. Uh, cruise to the edge. The prog boat. That's it. The prog boat. Something tells me it means a fucking divorce settlement. An expensive divorce settlement. Just, just yep. on the, um, just quickly on the Marillion thing. Um, my personal favourite Marillion album is an album called Seasons End. It's oh, a track yes. called Easter, and Easter. Uh, it just blows me away. It's the most beautiful, beautiful rock progressive yeah. track that you'll ever hear. Like stick that on with the headphones. As, as yeah, like I said, in so the dark, Easter, Easter it will, is so it will absolutely drift you away. It's just beautiful. I agree. Wow. Well, that sounds like a top tip for us to go and have a look at. Um, because what you, some of you, the stuff you played, it sort of is didn't feel kind of proggy. Maybe it's because I went and listened to the Monsters of Prog playlist on the five, then that maybe that yeah. probably didn't help. Um, mm. But you know I think what, the South, but I, does that newer Come stuff on, that you're playing there sounded real cool. Yeah, I think you're right, Glenn. So I don't really hark back to the early prog, and I don't go back and listen to the early stuff. I'm much more in the present around prog now. This kind of third iteration or generation yeah. of prog, and certainly for me, it feels more more meaningful. And as musicianly, you know, for Ian, you guys are musicians. You know, I mean, I guess you can recognise the the craft that's behind their music, um, whether yeah. it's drum or keyboard or it's guitar. You know, it's so deep, and um, yeah, it's wonderful. So if you had to name it about maybe, oh, how here we go, put you on the spot, top three um, bands that we should probably check out and for our listeners to check out. Um, I would go, obviously, Marillion, without a mm -hmm. doubt. Um, I'd check out Outside In as a New Zealand option. Mm -hmm. And just also a band I didn't, I didn't feature today, but Vancouver Sleep Clinic is another band <laughs> I really love. And they are potentially wow. kind of fringy prog, but they're a band I highly recommend you look at. The Vancouver Sleep Clinic. Vancouver Sleep Clinic. Yep. What type of prog do you call it? 
oh goodness how would you explain it um it's kind of it's more tuneful um it, it's mm -hmm. not it's gonna they're not a long kind of um heavy um songs where there's a lot of complicated stuff but they have beautiful melodies and lovely tunes that go with it but it's yeah um and they're quite a reputable band been around for some time um, i've sort of discovered them in recent in recent um, months actually i think they're australian to be fair they're not even canadian they're australian mm. yeah vancouver sleep so my brother who's a massive um prog fan i'll put him onto them he just raves about them so that's a good testament that it must be a pretty good band yeah yeah. So before we go, is King Lizard and the Wizard Gizzard or whatever it's called, um, is that is that prog or is it just art rock? No, that's art rock. Psychedelic uh, rock. Okay, thank yeah. you very much. And they're that. coming to Taranaki at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. What? what King Gizzard, King Lizard and the Wizard Gizzard or whatever they call Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. yeah, you no, guys coming? Cool. They put out yeah. an album. Apparently, they their should... shows are amazing. They should bring their pungent ostrich testicles, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> <laughs> what no, scares, what scares me what scares me right here's this is for the listeners of our show the poor people that have put up with us for the last oh, five hours five of them right yeah that's yeah but what scares me is this that when you think of the word it's for me it's a bit like disco when you think of the word prog mm. you immediately go oh it's gonna be hard work it's gonna be well, well, long yeah. and boring and everyone's jizzing off on their solos <laughs> yeah but actually do you know what you just listen to the recommendations we've thrown out there we've mm -hmm. done we've done the hard work for you we've done the mahi right mm -hmm. so you know check out the albums that we're chucking at you now and we've reviewed because actually once you find a decent one that you like mm -hmm. prog's super exciting and super cool yeah. it's a yeah. great genre is, is it the opposite of pop music is it no. the opposite of popular good question are they at the different are they at sort of polar opposites no oh, i think really the other question. thing kind of proves that point because it totally crosses over like i said it's, it's multi-genre crossing over um so mm. i don't think i don't you can say it's the polar opposite of pop. but i think dave you like a pop tune and you like a you like a prog tune you know and they, i don't i don't see them in kind of in conflict you know Sometimes you'll hear a really nice tune or melody within prog that could easily be pop, pop. but they've kind of crafted a yeah, pop and they've I crafted guess, about all this other stuff around it to kind of flesh and, it out. I, I guess, yeah, yeah. Perhaps if I explain, explain a bit more, if you think popular is designed to appeal to the mass market and is to be very accessible and written in a yep. certain way to appeal to that, and Martin, and you know, the formula, there are formulas, right? For pop music and today especially they're they're pretty much right into these same chord changes and yeah we all know that yeah. there are four chord songs and there are thousands yeah. of them and they're the same songs whereas you look at prog which which is often inaccessible to to the, to the mm -hmm. masses and is yeah. is not written in that same with that same sort of outcome and in some cases um like some of the bands that i was looking at are, are purposely uh, avoiding um, anything that could send them into the commercial spotlight. Yes, they're, they're, yeah. they're actually actively avoiding that. Mm. Well, you, if you speak yeah. to a if you speak to a pop artist, they will probably want to make a lot of money quick, 
if you speak to a prog artist, I bet you eight out of ten of them are not, probably not even bothered about money. It's just about what they love. Yeah. Um, that's I think the, you're right, Dave. I think too also, Ian, as well, I think basically it feels to me sometimes that that prog is, is giving two fingers to commercial music. Mm. It feels like they're just saying, look, you know, that they, you know, you've lost you've lost the craft. You're just producing music to to an ends, you know, that's a financial gain. Whereas prog does feel authentic in the sense that, you know, it's it's the musicians that you can see that their the love for their 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 style is everything. So to answer your question, Dave, I think you're right. There is an element of that. It's kind of, you know, up you commercial. So, so maybe there's a maybe there's a bit of punk in there. Rebellions. Mm. Punk ethos in it with so for polite individuals. If you want to know what yeah, if you wanted to know what the opposite of prog was, it's probably punk. Yeah. But but more and more pop. Mm. You know, because if you think about it, right, we have mentioned like the S thing, the owner of the Lonely Heart. Right? Genesis had like top ten hits all the way through the eighties, you know? Mm. Um totally different genesis. But still progressive. Mm. You listen to um you, you put on Turn It On Again by Genesis, right? And try and count four to that. That's a top ten hit. <laughs> uh, quite, quite interestingly. But is it prog, right? Yeah, yeah but he, totally prog. But here's an interesting point. So, from someone who really enjoys prog, I, I love prog. I can listen to a Yes album, and I can listen to. I see all good people turn their head and say, and to me, that that could be a number one. That's fine. I would like that to be number one. On the charts, I could listen to Porcupine Tree and say, "Yeah, that that made that number one." Okay, Stephen Wilson's last solo album did go to number one. There you go. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So and Marillion's last album got Marillion's last album got into the top ten of the British UK album charts. So they're getting is, recognition. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that that leads to, to some of the sum up questions that I had, which is. I don't think after doing the research and, and this conversation tonight, it ain't a dead end at all. In fact, if anything, it sounds as rejuvenated as ever. Um, and and it sounds like there's a glorious future for prog. I can tell you exactly why. I can tell you, I can pinpoint it exactly. It's because as a musician, what a musician wants to do is something that nobody else has done before. They want to experiment and they want to push the, push the boundary. Mm -hmm. Every musician wants to do that. Nobody wants to play, be the next, you know, nobody wants to be the next Lady Gaga. <laughs> but, but you do want to, you know, you do want to write a song that's memorable. Mm. You know, and the way you, how do you make a song memorable? You make it unique, you make it different. Mm. You know? So I think, you know, prog, Prog's not going to die because it's, it's about this idea of pushing, pushing it forward. And that's what mm. progressive progression is. So I don't think, I don't think it can die. No, I, you I don't can't think, kill that beast. <laughs> I don't think so at all. If anything, it no, seems think, like it's in good health. And we were saying before too, there's a lot of prog bands and, and brilliance, one of them, but also that they're now bringing on board full orchestras to complement their their songs on stage. And oh, um, kind of going full circle because, well. like, yeah, yeah if you go exactly, back, like, like Moody Blues did exactly yeah. that. Yeah, so. it's amazing. And it's an orchestra sound beautiful with prog, mm. they really do. They just so mm. cool. Mm. Well, maybe we even talked about the very beginning, that's why it has that connection with orchestral instrumentation and mm. the beauty within their own music. So, 
Yeah, and so that's do, probably why it's come about. You progress more, you know, into another another era. They must why, be doing that. Do they, they must. Oh, why did they do that? Is because why would you spend money on getting an orchestra for the night? Because you love your music. You yeah. won't see a pop artist get a full orchestra because mm. it's all about money. And they, and I hate that. That makes me want to vomit and just poke my eyes out. Mm. So, you know. <laughs> at, at this, not, yeah. not, a, not live on screen. No. Long live <laughs> Prog. Long live the Wizards. <laughs> I think the Wizards are with us forever. All right. Hey, thanks, Ollie, for joining us tonight. We appreciate yeah, you being with us um, on this musical journey that is um, being prog. I hope you've enjoyed your time with us. It's been fantastic. Thank you. And it's a really good way to to wave the flag of prog ever, in ever such a small way. Um, I promise now to listen to more of your episodes. So um, <laughs> find out what other stuff you talk about. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would. Or just get me to summarise while he cuts my hair, one or the other. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Give you a quick rundown, bro. <laughs> yeah, good. And good. Thank you, guys. I'm loving meeting you guys. And I'm, I'm loving the fact that we've got um, people we just so committed to music and music um, uh, locally in New Zealand needs a good knees up. So well done to you, musicians out there. Cheers. Hey, thank you so much. Hey, and, and listeners out there. Um, so, yeah, tell us your thoughts on, on Prog. Put it on the Facebook page and put some comments and posts and keep them coming have a lovely week gentlemen um and we'll talk soon